Hey, this is Glenn with another episode of Difficult Questions. This one, should words have power? Should we give words power? This obviously comes on the back of Joe Rogan and Whoopi Goldberg and what comedians say and what people of different colors are allowed to say and aren't allowed to say. And I could go over this forever covering different races and and different situations. But uh, again, we'll kind of stick to my my experiences and keep it pretty close uh, as as a launching point for for greater discussion, because. Yes, the words have power, right? To say that words don't have power, no sticks and stones may break, break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that's something that your parents told you so you could not have words have negative power over you, but words do have power. But I think that not allowing it to have negative power over you is something very valuable and, it, and it's something very valid. And I think that we've been fighting with that. We always fight with that. But I think we've been losing that and letting words have more power over us because we want them to have more power over us. And I think it's because we want to talk about this stuff, except we really just want to fight about this stuff. So we're kind of going to go through my experience. So let's start with our favorite, the N-word, right? Uh, Word that... I, having this color skin, am not allowed to say, and especially in this modern climate. Um, But that has been kind of a transition, right? When I was in high school, very diverse background in the drum line. I was a minority in the drum line. Drum line was majority black. But um, that word was never for me. And I was one of those white guys that always knew my place. Now, some white guys, they want to jive, they want to feel camaraderie, and they get a little too comfortable. But then there's this idea that, are you cool to say that? And I always knew that I, no matter what, even if someone felt I was cool to say that, I was never cool to say that. But that's kind of my upbringing for my parents and just my general awareness. But then again, I mean, I have said that word in context. And I think that's where we're kind of losing the battle. We can't even talk about it in context. Now, I'll give you a few uh, examples of when I've used it. So I was, I've developed a film uh, screenplay with my friend Deuce. It's about his life. Black guy, grew up in South Side of Chicago. 95% of the cast is black. I wrote it. His stories, his characters. We, uh, we, we collaborated on it, but it's, I I wrote the screenplay and I wrote it without the N word. (laughs) And he's like, it's not in here. And I said, I know I can't even write it. It's like pointing a gun. I can't, that's pain. I, if I say that, that's that I can't do that. And he said, you, you got to do that. It's, that's part of the culture of this, uh, of my life. So he laughed because I, I found six places where I could write it and it hurt to write it, right? Uh, so that's context. And he said, he said to me, 
well, you know, you could say it. And I said, Deuce, are you trying to get me killed? Because that's the context where you know someone is cool. You know they don't harbor ill will towards you or to the color of your skin or to the people of the color of your skin. And you're comfortable with them saying it in your sphere. But especially in today's world where you never know what is recorded, heck no. I never want to be the optics of me looking like I do saying that word to anybody. Indiari is of the opinion no person of my color should ever utter that word in any context. And I'm not saying she's wrong because she's not, she's representative of her and she's a thoughtful person. She's not necessarily representative of everybody. Obviously, Deuce gave me special context to say it. I wouldn't anyway. Another context, I was talking to a friend of mine who grew up in Philadelphia. She's half black, half white. Identifies obviously as black because if you're any part black in this country, you're black. And she grew up poor. And she was, we were talking about it and talking about Joe Rogan, talking about NDRE, talking about all of that. And, uh, and she's kind of, she said she grew up just that was that it just came out that was in, in speech. But her mom, who was white, hated it. And I could see why. When I grew up in the 90s, you know, Public Enemy was really influential on me, the band and the rap group. And Flav of Flav had a, had a song, I Don't Want to Be Called Yo N-Word. And that really kind of rang in my head as a viewpoint. Now, that was Public Enemy's viewpoint. That's not all black people's viewpoint. And it changes throughout time. And... I think we have to have those discussions, but we have to be, we have to get to a place where we can trust one another. And a word on comedians, you know, comedians are allowed, they're, they are allowed to say the things that polite society can't. And especially in the 70s, 80s, even the 90s, they were given that permission. You went to a comedy club and again, it wasn't being recorded everywhere. And, uh, you were allowed to say things that no way would you ever utter in your in polite society, in thoughtful society. But we have these thoughts and comedians allow us to deal with those thoughts. But they get used to being able to say bombastic things, a la Joe Rogan. And then that gets out in other contexts where people get hurt. People don't know what Joe Rogan's context is. And now we're hurting people. Now that's historical pain that we are laying on others. And that's, that's the part that, that we have to really be aware of. When is it, when are all, all barriers off and when can we just let fly fly? Because in a safe space where we trust each other, we can work this stuff out. Perfect example, Whoopi Goldberg. Right. I think she's used to because she's a comedian, because she's an actor. She's used to just speaking her mind. She's used to speaking bombastically, says this whole thing about the Holocaust wasn't about race. Now, if you ever want a Jewish person to get angry with you, start reducing the impact of the Holocaust right, <laughs> or what that was, because that's historical pain. You don't do that. But to talk about it and I know what she was saying, because. 
you know, being Jewish is a religion, it's a culture, it's a race, but depending on the situation, obviously Hitler was saying Jews are a different race and that's why we can kill them. That, yes, so it, it was absolutely about race. But in some circles, Jewish people are considered white. <laughs> I was uh, auditioning for a part and this guy wanted me to do a stand, be a stand-in for for this this Jewish actor, and and I just I was thinking, okay, right, because I'm German, and I'm thinking back to okay, it is about race. Hey, just so you know, I'm I'm white, and he said, yeah, it's a white. The, the guy's white. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, dummy. I mean, so it, it's this this floating thing, like. Are Jewish people white? Are Jewish people not? I, I have an Israeli friend and she's like, I identify as Israeli and I'm from my my people are from Egypt. Are Egyptian people white? And, you know, so it's races. Uh, again, I would constantly say race is racist and just bringing it up brings up pain. You're hurting someone at some point. But when are we allowed to talk about it? And I think we have to define that because we have to take that power away from our words. It can't have that much power all the time. That's just pain. And then we end up not talking about it. And I think some people have used that. So, for example, back to me in the N-word, you know, I'm muted. I can't use that that word ever now because I'll ever I, I might be recorded and someone will take it out of context. But before I. I could, and at least I could talk about it. I, I have a story. So I, there, it's in the podcast. At one point I got arrested and I was developing this story with Deuce and Deuce didn't think that I could get arrested because of the color of my skin. And he was really blown away. And so his comment was, man, you must be the wrong kind of white. <laughs> and I am the wrong kind of white in a lot of situations. Uh, and I like to joke about that again with a safe a community that understands where I'm coming from. Because if I just said that somewhere else, what are you talking about, white man, right? White is white. And then a black person will say to me, you know, at least you are white. You can be poor, but at least you have white going for you. If you're black and rich, it's still better to be white. True. I'm not arguing that. But back to my, I'm the wrong kind of white. I'd move to a really pretty Caucasian city when I was teaching in San Bernardino. So I was commuting. I was, I moved to this city and I didn't have a car at the time. So I was taking the bus into work and then going back to the city and I was riding my bicycle and I took the bus to the bus stop back in, into the city and I was riding my bicycle home and it was the first night I was there and these guys drove by me in this pickup truck, kind of good old boy guys, and they yelled the N-word at me. Now I used to tell that story because it goes into my I'm the wrong kind of white. Having that dialogue, that laugh, that attempt at exploring what that is, that strata between, let's say, affluent white people and poor white people or white people that identify with other people in other races and uh, white people that don't have contact with other people in other races, whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's the, the, the society I grew up in 
That's what makes me the wrong kind of white. Wrong kind of white. But we can't have that discussion, and I can't tell that story because someone called me the N-word, and I can't say the N-word, so I can't tell that story. Because <laughs> in mixed company, that could be very bad. I'm back to me saying the N-word. So, you know, long story short, I think words absolutely have power, but they shouldn't have as much power as we let them have. There has been move there have been movements before where let's say you hear a black man say I hear the N word, they're not talking about me. Right? That word is not going to get to me. That word is not going to get under my skin. I listened to uh David Goggins uh who's a endurance athlete and he used to be in the military and he used to talk about stealing souls. And that was because he would get into people's skin, not necessarily with words that he would say, but sometimes sometimes actions. But that's what that's he was trying to get under people's skin. And I think that to 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 get one up on them. And I think to not allow that, to not allow words to get one up on you is very powerful. Now it's hard to do because you don't know whose whose intentions are what a lot of times. And that's up to a question and discussion. But I think that in my opinion, we have to we have to harden up a little bit again. We can't have words have this much power over us. They can't let us stymie the conversation. What are your thoughts? Thanks for listening to me.